most people are locked in their own worlds, making them stubborn and hard to persuade. The way to lure them out of their shell and set up your seduction is to enter their spirit. Play by their rules. Enjoy what they enjoy. Adapt yourself to their moods. In doing so, you will stroke their deep-rooted narcissism and lower their defenses. Hypnotized by the mirror image you present, they will open up, becoming vulnerable to your subtle influence. Soon, you can shift the dynamic. Once you have entered their spirit, you can make them enter yours, at a point when it is too late to turn back. Indulge your target's every mood and whim, giving them nothing to react against or resist. Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Bellus, and this week, we will learn to enter the spirit of our targets. I think it's time that we admit that we are all narcissists to a certain extent. We all want to be around people who reflect the best part of ourselves back to us. There's a reason that you have the friends that you have and you're closer to some people than you are to others. It's because those people have similarities to you. They remind you of yourself and they validate you because they remind you of how awesome you are, right? Um, So we surround ourselves with people who have the same desires, who have the same interests, whether that be music, hobbies, movies, uh, style, whatever it is, we surround ourselves with people who remind us of the best parts of ourselves. Now, I do want to say that there is a vast difference between narcissistic personality disorder and narcissistic tendencies. I am not qualified to diagnose anyone with narcissistic personality disorder, and I think it's quite problematic how people go around saying, oh, you're a narcissist, you're narcissistic, just because somebody doesn't agree with them or somebody was mean to them, um... To just say that somebody has narcissistic personality disorder is actually quite weird and narcissistic on that person's part, on the accuser's part. So we have to be very, uh, very cautious and very mindful of that. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that anybody has narcissistic personality disorder. And I want us to really change our ideas and our, our thoughts around narcissism and what it means to be a narcissist because at the end of the day everyone possesses a certain level of narcissism and certain levels of narcissism are healthy it's healthy in smaller doses there's a problem when uh, there's a lack of balance and you're no longer in control and in touch with uh with reality right so we're not talking about that here i just wanted to preface by saying that because in this chapter, Robert Greene does mention narcissism a lot, okay? So don't get scared and run away and think, oh my God, I, I need to go get meds. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you need meds, take them, please. But um, I'm just saying don't get paranoid about it or like get all weird about it, okay? So what does Robert Greene mean when he says that everybody is a narcissist, right? So he says 
When we are babies, we are narcissists. We want what we want when we want it. We feel like we should be getting our way and it's, that's just what it is. And as we get a little bit older and we're kids, it kind of, it, it slows down a little bit. We start to become more in touch with um, how things work, more in touch with reality, uh, our, the expectations that other people have for us but we still kind of want what we want when we want it. And we're very um, into ourselves, our own interests, the things that we like to do. And we get very excited about those things and we want validation from other people. And this is when most of us are developing our first friendships as young children. Now this simmers down as we get older for a lot of us, but it, it's still there. You can't get rid of your ego. It is always going to be there. It's actually healthy for you to have an ego and to have narcissistic tendencies. You just don't want it to get out of control, okay? There is a reason that you are drawn to certain people, whether that be a close friend, a family member, your college professor, um, a co-worker that you prefer over the next co-worker, whatever the case may be, a celebrity, a social media influencer, politician, they reflect the parts that you admire most about yourself back to you. You feel like you can relate to them in some way. You feel like you have things in common with them. And this is how we seduce our target. Um, this is why it's so important to choose the target who fits for your seducer type, the person who would actually be more receptive to you. It is much easier to seduce someone who you have things in common with. You can talk to them about things because people, people can be quite insecure and they need or they feel that they need validation. They want someone to say, yeah, you're right. I agree with that. And then they can say, yeah, I am right. They agree with me. I'm awesome. I knew I was right this whole time. And maybe they have people in their life who tell them, man, that's stupid. I have no idea why you even think that. I don't get it. That's dumb. You're stupid. Get away from me. And that doesn't make them feel good, right? And we're either running toward pleasure or running away from pain. And so people want to be around those who validate them because that makes them feel good. It makes them feel powerful. It makes them feel more confident because of that validation that you've given them. Now, I'm not saying that you should fake it and be this completely different person in order to seduce someone because unless you're a really, really good actor, that's going to come off as fake and it's actually going to repel right so the flip side of this is you don't want to be too obvious you don't want to make every opinion the same as your target you don't want to have all the same interests and none of your own nothing that's that's sacred to you right you want to have your own personality you don't want to mirror them to the point where it's a little creepy and like single white female, right? 
there, there's balance, okay? Let's not go to the extremes. But when you notice that you have things in common, you need to highlight those things because they're going to want to be around you a lot more because you make them feel good about themselves. Trying to think of where I was going next. I kept restarting this because not gonna lie i'm in a bit of a rush i'm like on my way to work but i was like you know what no excuses we got to get it done so <laughs> yeah but yeah so you don't want to be extreme with it you don't want to act uh too much and be a repellent and you don't want to act out of desperation either you don't want to mirror someone out of desperation because people can pick up on that and it screams insecurity and doormat and uh suffocator and we learned about all of those in the anti-seducer episode if you have not listened to that episode go give it a listen if you want a more in-depth uh, definition for each of the anti-seducers and make sure that you're not doing any of those things because that would not be good for you that would that would not seduce anyone it would actually make people run away from you and you don't want people to run away from you right right so go listen to that anyway you want to make sure that you're just highlighting the things that you naturally have in common with someone um in the beginning stages you don't want to draw too much attention to the things that you guys uh, might disagree on or any differences you bring those things up later and this is also something that adds to your mystery because they'll be like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way or I didn't know this about you. I didn't know that you liked that thing. Then you become fascinating for another reason. But in the beginning, when you're trying to get someone to be attracted to you and you want to be this magnet, you highlight the things that you guys have in common. You both like the same movie awesome maybe you guys can hang out and watch that movie together you both like this uh you both have this favorite color you see something that's like their favorite color and you pick it up for them and you say oh this made me think of you or whatever or if you find out their favorite color you could just start wearing their favorite color more often don't make it obvious you know but like every now and again wear their favorite color um, say their favorite color is red and you start wearing red lipstick or you paint your nails red or you just have on like subtle, subtle hints, subtle things that uh, enter their subconscious mind, right? And this really has an impact on people. If they do notice, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they remembered that about me. I feel so special. But if they don't notice, then even better because you've entered their spirit. A great example of this would be Josephine Baker. So Josephine Baker was originally born in America, but when she was not getting the recognition and the love for her arts, for her career that she wanted because she was black and racism, she decided to move to France and what she did to seduce the French people and keep them interested in her, and this is what set her apart from a lot of the other women who moved to France to escape whatever bullshit was going on in America. Um, she adapted to the French culture 
She learned the French language. She dressed like the French women. And she learned to sing songs in French so that she could entertain the French people. And they grew to have this extreme amount of admiration for her because of the respect that she showed for their culture. And she was basically telling them without telling them, she was insinuating that she preferred French culture over American culture. And this is what helped her, helped her to win over the masses. So that is a really great example of that. Okay, if you don't know who Josephine Baker is, I'm I'm secretly judging you. Like I'm I'm kind of judging you now, but she is one of my biggest inspirations. I absolutely love Josephine Baker. I had the honor of portraying her in a high school production, and uh, I also dressed up as her for Halloween a few years ago. So that was pretty cool. Um. I just wanted to throw that in. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> uh, definitely look Josephine Baker up if you don't know who she is. Maybe we could have an exclusive episode on Josephine Baker because she was really, really seductive. And I think she would be a great person to study. The first episode is going to be about Marilyn Monroe. I had you guys vote in our group. If you haven't already, join our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. But I had you guys vote in the group and pretty much everybody wanted me to do an episode on Marilyn Monroe. So that's going to be the first episode. I'm going to be giving paid subscribers two extra episodes a month, exclusive ad-free content for only $9.99 a month. The link will be in the description below. Affirmation of the week. People love spending time with me. People love talking to me. People desire to be near me. People love spending time with me. People love talking to me. People desire to be near me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for over 600 subscribers on Spotify. That is absolutely amazing. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much to all my loyal listeners and subscribers. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And again, join our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. We have such an amazing time in there. And I just, I love each and every one of you guys so much. You have no idea how much it means to me to have your love and support. I really, really appreciate you. And until next time, bye. (laughs) 